Hello and welcome to the Get It Straight podcast. I'm Jason Sroden. We are at AAO 2022, and I have a very special guest who I ran into here at the conference, Mr. Dan German. Uh, he's a, a Dr. Dan German. Sorry, doctor. Um, he's with OrthoBrain, uh, Orthodontics for your dental practice, and I'm dying to understand what it is you're up to. Tell us about what OrthoBrain is, how it started, what's your journey. You were a dentist? I was a dentist and I am still a dentist. Okay. <laughs> Once a dentist, always a dentist. You know what? And that is a great way to start the conversation because I know our audience is made up of general practitioners, pediatric dentists, all types of specialists, including orthodontists. And one of the things I wanted to bring forward is that all of us are dentists. And if you are a specialist, particularly an orthodontist, because that's who I know best, you're at a cocktail party. Somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I heard you're a dentist. And they start to talk to you about their dentistry. You say, no, 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 I'm not a dentist. I'm an orthodontist. The arrogance that that puts off, and it's almost condescending. It's almost suggesting that you're better than a dentist. And I think it really is, is it sets up barriers between the specialists and the general practitioners. And so the first thing I counsel all specialists to keep in mind is that you are a dentist and are you a dentist? Yes, I'm a dentist. I specialize in orthodontics. I specialize in periodontics, pediatric dentistry. And I think that's a, a good starting point. Yeah, that's for, interesting. For I've never thought of it that way. Well, we're colleagues. Right. And, and if truth be told, if you, you said, hey, tell me a little bit about your journey, I'll tell you the reason I became an orthodontist is because general dentistry is so unbelievably difficult and challenging. My heroes in dentistry are the general practitioners. To be able to have a, a mastery of so many different things and then be able to recognize where your boundaries of competence are and when you need to refer and what you're able to keep in your practice and, and staying up to date on all the, different, uh, all the different aspects and schools of thought for being able to care for your patients, is, it's an overwhelming responsibility. And so I believe that the general practitioners are the hero in dentistry. Now, so you're a dentist who specialized in orthodontics? Correct. Okay, cool. I became cool. an orthodontist because I was, I didn't think I was that good at general dentistry. And the irony is that orthodontics is so unbelievably competitive to get into that if you don't finish at the very top of your class as a general dentist in dental school, then you can't become an orthodontist. Yeah, I and know. as soon as you become an orthodontist, then you're not allowed to do general dentistry. The whole system is really upside Wait, down. Wait, you're not allowed to do general dentistry? Many states... After you declare that you are a specialist, you are no longer allowed to do general practice dentistry. Interesting. It's irrational. I don't agree with it. Yeah. So many things inside our profession and the regulatory aspect of it really don't make sense. Yeah. No. And they should be revisited. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, tell me about, so are, are you still a practicing orthodontist? I am a practicing orthodontist, but truth be told, now that we're such good friends, yes. the truth is that I spend most of my energy helping others do the orthodontic care so that the old expression was wet-fingered. Yeah. So I, the amount of leverage for me to be able to, to use in terms of my knowledge and experience is very limited when I can only care for one patient at a time. Right, yep. And so the whole concept behind OrthoBrain is that we're able to take the expertise of, of, of people and be able to leverage it and share it across the entire planet so that those without the expertise, without the knowledge, without the experience 
are able to deliver the care. So delivering the care is not the same as being a specialist. You can deliver specialty care without being a specialist. So, so lock, walk us through what orthobrain is and where did it come from? Orthobrain came from this idea of being able to give everybody on the planet the opportunity to succeed. What's that have to do with dentistry and orthodontics? It's a great question. And that is that in order for you to be able to realize all the opportunities that are out there, you have to have a good smile. When I first went into orthodontics, orthodontics was purely elective. Wealthy people could afford to go to the orthodontist and they could have straight teeth. But it was elective. It really didn't have anything to do with anything other than, say, vanity. Here comes the research that shows that if your teeth don't look good, you are rated by your peers and your educators as being less intelligent, a weaker leader, less likely to succeed. And this will astound you, Jason, but people feel that you're less trustworthy. This is all borne out in the medical research. So if you look at the Bible of Orthodontics, the American Journal of Orthodontics and Dental Facial Orthopedics, they have numerous research articles that bear that out. And, and on the other side, the pain point is that if you have screwed up looking teeth, you're much more likely to be bullied. And this is research from across the planet. This is not, we're not talking about US-based research. Uh, research on being bullied came right out of the Middle East. I believe they did that in Jordan many years ago. So it's truth and it's not fair. Well, well what about on the other side? You know, uh, poor gum health, poor teeth health, typically means bad health in general, right? So it's an indicator on, on both sides. Well, you know, you're, that's a really brilliant insight. And I would say of all the interviews, you are the very first person to ever think of that. We're involved with an organization called Teeth Cloud. Think of it as the Global Oral Health Initiative. This is based out of uh, Europe and the Philippines. And the cause is trying to get dental care to the masses. You know, there are about seven and a half billion people on the planet. Last year, orthodontics impacted less than one one-hundredth of a percent of the population. Seventy percent of the population would benefit from orthodontics. A fraction of one, a fraction of a fraction received the orthodontic care. Now, when you go into the general dentistry, look at a country like the Philippines, where 90 percent of the population might pass on before they ever go to the dentist. So uh, the Global Health Initiative, Teeth Cloud, collects all the data on the health and overall well-being of people. And what they found after doing an experiment at a, at, a, at a resort in the Philippines was that if they provided dentistry to the employees, the 500 employees at the result, the absenteeism, the cost of health care, all went down dramatically. The cost of providing the care was a fraction of what uh, of, of what it cost in all the missed days of work and illness. But this is what drives me crazy. We live in a country that says, oh, your teeth aren't part of your regular health. We have a different insurance for that. And they don't car har car hardly cover anything. They've made it hard for people who are even here to get good care. You know, I know I I've done documentaries all over the world, talk to people who have no teeth. They, they live in a... They're here in America and they have no teeth and they can't get teeth to chew food. How is that not related to health? 
I'm going to give you some more stats. I'm data-driven. Okay. And as an evidence-based mindset, as a, as a doctor, yeah. I'm still evidence-based. Uh, I happen to be building the company in an amazing place. It's called the rock and roll capital of the world, the north coast of America, Cleveland, Ohio, which also happens to be the epicenter of the finest cardiac health care you can get in the world. For 25 years in a row, the Cleveland Clinic has provided the best health care for cardiac. And the Cleveland Clinic is, is consistently ranked one of the top five hospitals anywhere. Cleveland, Ohio. You go to the city of Cleveland and the number of people that are suffering for a lack of health care, lack of access, lack of affordability. When I say health care, dentistry is a part of it. It's shameful that we have so much wealth and we have so many talented people, but we're unable to deliver the care. There's a distribution problem. I'll give you the stat. The stat comes out of our neighbor, Detroit, which is also a great city. 60% of the children in Detroit over the year prior to COVID, 60% of the kids never even got to see a dentist, let alone an orthodontic specialist or any other specialist. It's disgusting. So, and, and this is in our country. We can fix it. So when you say... Where did the idea of orthobrain come from? The idea of orthobrain came from me recognizing that one of the reasons I would have been so successful, and in part, great part, how I got that gorgeous woman that is watching us, Terry, to marry me, is because I have this smile. And whenever I aggravate anybody, I keep smiling until they melt, right? <laughs> and the smile has opened a lot of doors because I'm a shy, inhibited introvert, and I use the smile quite a bit. Now, as a practitioner in orthodontics, I realized I could only reach so many people. In my career, I claim to have, have cared for, in some capacity, 30,000 patients. It's a lot for a suburb, but it's, it, it, it barely is a drop in the ocean. So I became an educator early in my Isn't career. Isn't that crazy? You can, how many people you can touch, and it's, it's like... It's such a small portion of the, of the community. It's like, man, it's almost so sad that we don't get to live longer because we hardly touch the surface of what we're capable of. There's just not enough time. Well, and the system is backwards because as you begin to build your knowledge and you really develop the expertise and the savvy, then all of a sudden you're supposed to retire? Are you kidding? There is no way I would ever consider retire. Uh, there's I don't get that. It, it would be almost... Um, you know, it, it, it's a waste of all that we've learned along the way. But getting back to the leverage, by educating other orthodontists at Ohio State University, then I was able to send people out that were able to, to care for more patients. And across the world, I, I believe I've educated in the thousands of general dentists and specialists across the world, all the way over Which means to you're touching Australia, millions. Which is touching millions, but we have billions that need to be touched. So here's, here's a cute story. Uh, somebody asked me, how did you come up, how did you figure out how orthobrain would work? This collaborative model. And the collaborative model, in a, in a, in a nutshell, is people send us photographs and x-rays. Right now, it's all providers, general dentists and some orthodontists, pediatric dentists, periodontists. They send us photographs x-rays, and an intraoral scan. And from that, we can create a problem list, a diagnosis, a prognosis, uh, talking points about informed consent, how to explain it all to the patient. We send them the braces that are in, in uh, special trays that we create that, are, that the staff can place in most states. And we give them all the instructions start to finish and support. It's all through a digital platform that we built. Um, and that's terrific. How did I know that would work? Well, because... 
in my career, when I would go out and give a seminar, no matter where it was on the planet, invariably an orthodontist would send me a box with x-rays fold up, folded up and, and models with a note. Hey, can you tell me how to handle this situation? It's not going well. And all of a sudden, as things became digital, I started getting emails with x-rays and photos. And then there was a, there was a, a, a dentist that had a celebrity practice. This general dentist was taking celebrities, movie stars, taking care of them. And the dentist wanted to incorporate aligner care. So they hired an orthodontist to do the aligner care, but the aligner care is uh, outside of what we were taught in residency. And so that particular orthodontist who is brilliant, right. didn't have the experience with aligners. And so the orthodontist would send me the photographs, the x-rays of her patients, of the celebrities. And then I would give some coaching online and nobody knew the difference. The patient didn't know the difference. Her employer didn't know the difference. And all of a sudden, it really was ortho brain and realized that we could really leverage the number of people that we touch if we do this with, with not just orthodontists, but primarily general practitioners. Because, Jason, you might not be aware that there are 20 times more GPs yeah. than there are orthodontists in our country. And then you go to other countries, uh, say you go to uh, some country in Asia where 90-some percent of all the orthodontics is by GPs because they don't have orthodontists. All of a sudden I realized, hey, I'm getting ready to peak in my career pretty soon. I'm going to use those last laps and we're going to touch, we're going to transform the way healthcare is delivered. When we prove this model, as we have with orthodontics, that you can do a procedure-based healthcare in a collaborative model like this, where general practitioners can deliver care with the experience and knowledge of, of, of experts, I'd love to be able to do this all across medicine, whether it's rheumatology, endocrinology, you pick the ology, that, that we can transform healthcare and make this world a better place before I check out. I think people are probably asking, this sounds awesome, how much does it cost? How does it work? Okay, so the way it works is that the dentist or the orthodontist pays orthobrain a fee, and once they pay us the fee, they own us for as much support as they need until they are raving fans. And one of the things that I teach the dentist, dentist, how do you know when to take the braces or the aligners off? The first question I always ask my patients when they say, when are the braces or the aligners coming up? I say, are you a raving fan? Do you love your smile? Is this the greatest? Because until you say yes, you're not finished, right? Um, but they own us until the end. And so one of, the, one of the concepts is that when you get the aligners, that's when the real work begins. That's when you really need OrthoBrain because we have on-demand education on how to do different procedures, how to fix the bite, how to, how to self-correct when there are things that aren't going. Sometimes you need to change tact, yeah. right? whether it's aligners or braces or growth expanders where we're, we, we help people with the airways. And, and that's another area where the primary care, whether it's a pediatric dentist or a general dentist, they're in the right spot to diagnose young kids that are having airway problems. And with orthodontics, you can open up those airways. Apnea is a huge problem and growing, especially as more kids are out of shape. And adults, it's at an alarming rate. And yeah, shifts in the jaw and all of that stuff can play long-term in, in solving that problem, right? Exactly. And so it's critical for the general dentist and the pediatric dentist to begin the orthodontic evaluation and or treatment while the heads are soft and squishy. Yeah. When the kids are really small, the bones are really soft. And if you want to make more room, you can make 
acres and acres of room in an upper jaw when the kids are really young. The younger they are, the more squishy the jaws are. You remember, when the babies are born, they have a soft spot on the top yeah. of the head because the right and the left side of the skull bones aren't even touching. Well, eventually they touch, they're called sutures, eventually they fuse and they don't move. The same thing is going on with the jaws where the right and left sides haven't fused when the kids are little. And so you can expand them. And as they become teenagers, those, they become the jaws of steel. And you're not gonna really expand wow, them very that, successfully. Wow, I wish somebody did that to me. <laughs> oh my God, you look beautiful. No, I have, I have, I need, I need to go in for orthodont, another treatment I, because I didn't wear my braces, I, retainers ever after I had braces when I was 16, 13. Wow. And I hate, because now I talk to orthos all the time and I'm just like, I don't want to smile because I'm worried and get crowding. Look. Okay. All right. A, a little bit less than perfect. Yes. And you are somebody who would really benefit from the orthodontics. The reason I didn't know that before is because I took my glasses off. Yeah. Just in case we're on video. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I always yeah. bring the A game. I'll tell you what, brother, if I'm on, if I'm on I am 100% on. I love so The glasses are off. But uh, yeah, your smile, you are the type of person that would do very, very well at an orthodontic office. However, however, you might be more inclined to go to your general dentist. And here's why. Many adults do not like leaving the comfort of their general dentist where they have a relationship. So if you've been going to your general dentist for years, you're in relationship with the staff, they know you, and you're used to being cared for in a room with one other person, the assistant, the hygienist, or the dentist, and maybe the two of them are working together. Yep. But you have privacy, right? So if you're dressed like me, for those of you who are listening, um, I, I think Jason could describe how I look. He looks great. He's wearing a gray suit and he's got a bow tie, but then a little other bow tie on the bow tie. It's awesome. Right. So if you're dressed like me and you walk into an office that has children in it, that's designed to be able to accommodate children, you might not be comfortable. Yeah. And in my office, full disclosure, I was one of those guys. I had 16 dental chairs in my office. We had 30% of our patients were adults because of all the uh, interdisciplinary care that we did. Yet, when I'd see an adult come in and you'd have a, a, a woman dressed with her fine clothes on in a dress and she's going to go horizontal in one of my dental chairs that's in a room with 15 other dental chairs and you've got little kids walking around and she's wearing a dress. Hello, <laughs> is that comfortable? Does that make any sense? Prior to COVID, we recognized that we rebuilt the office a year before I sold the practice and we, we made privacy uh, a priority inside our orthodontic practice to accommodate adults. But even if the orthodontist has gone to those steps, you still go into the reception room when you walk in, and if you've got kids and slushy machines and sticky floors because you've got kids running around, it might not be the place where an adult is comfortable. So many adults prefer being in the comfort of their general dentist. That's a really interesting point. I never thought of that, but that makes total sense. Yeah, because, and plus convenience, right? Like all in one place. Now the question is, does it become something that can be covered by insurance because it's through the dentist or no, it's, it's still elective? It's a brilliant question. The insurance companies, for the most part, and to my knowledge, don't make any distinction as to who the provider is. And, and there isn't any evaluation of the credentials. And I'm not sure if they would be able to enforce anything right. like that. Now they do for oral surgery where you have to give people IVs and you go to the hospital, different story, but General dentists can do gum procedures, root canals, extractions, 
braces, aligners, that it's, you know, my license, you said I'm a DDS. Yes, I'm a doctor of dental surgery. If I see a drop of blood, I'm horizontal. I would pass out. I would never do surgery. Are you kidding? Really? You no. don't, you're scared you don't like blood? No, I can't hurt people. Uh. I love everybody. <laughs> I do love everybody. There's, there's nobody I've met that I don't love. That's awesome. Yes. So what, do you, what are your goals in the next like, year with OrthoBrain? Are you self-funding this? Do you have a team of people? Like how, what does your organizational situation look like? So, yeah. The long answer is... Yes, we have an incredible team. And you say, what is OrthoBrain? Most people would say, well, you're a technology platform that connects dentists and orthodontists with a layer of human intelligence between it, right? But we're really, we're really a group of extremely committed and talented people that, that, that are completely described as true believers in our purpose that we want to make the world a better place by giving everybody the opportunity to have a great smile. And we want the general dentist to be part of that wallet share. In other words, the general dentist ought to be able to provide the profitable specialty services that they are not educated in doing when they go to dental school. The dental school does not teach a dentist how to do orthodontics. And it's completely counterintuitive. It's a better place to learn orthodontics than residency. Why? Well, because the residencies are two or three years long. Orthodontics can be a slow process, particularly if you're treating a youngster. So you have a child, you do expanders, you wait a couple of years, and then you do braces. Well, if you're a resident, you're only there for two or three years, so you can't possibly finish everybody you start. Dental school is longer. You're there for four years. It'd be wonderful if they started teaching you orthodontics your first year, and you could see patients all the way to the end. Yeah. You know, so we do have a very robust team of truly committed people which is, which is requisite if, if you're an emerging, emerging company that wants to have a global footprint. The other thing is you brought up funding. And fortunately, I have enriched a lot of lives in, in my career, some 30,000 that paid me. <laughs> and I was surrounded by very smart people that helped us do really good things with our money, uh, particularly my wife, who uh, <laughs> has been in charge of the money over the years. And, and so we, we self-funded the, uh, the first couple years of the, of, the, of the company. So all of it was our money. And then we realized in order to go faster, we were going to need more money. So we have uh, venture capital money and we have money from, a, from a, another institutional investor that is dedicated to investing in dental companies. So it's synergistic. They're able to make I introductions. Love that. So this company is called uh, Care Capital Partners, and they have probably 40 or 50 investments in the dental industry, and they try and get us to work together synergy so that we can make an impact. Their founder is is absolutely extraordinary man at many levels. His name is Dai Feng. Uh, I believe he serves on the board at Harvard Forsyth and uh, is known throughout the dental industry as being a, a remarkable humanitarian as well as a brilliant business Matters. person. So this is, this is the kind of people that I like to work with. You know, same, great same. Synergy. If you want to learn more about OrthoBrain, go to orthobrain.com. You can email Dan at dan at orthobrain.com. Dr. Dan German, DDS, founder and CD, CEO of OrthoBrain, thank you so much for spending time with me. It was really fun talking to you, and I hope we can do it again. 
Well, it was my pleasure to be here, and I really admire the thoughtful questions that you came up with. You you certainly dug a lot deeper than uh, anybody else I can remember. <laughs> Great questions. Well, thanks. I, I, lo- I love what you're doing, and uh, I, I respect it so much, and I love when people go out and they build things, and uh, you seem like you're having a great time. So, again, go to orthobrain.com if you are a dental clinician and you want to add ortho to your practice. On behalf of Brain Bites Creative, the on-demand orthodontist, and the Get It Straight podcast, I'm Jason Sorotin, and we will see you next time.